Hello and welcome back to the Locked Up Sports Podcast. I'm Quinn Benson here with my co-host Jake Degnan. And today we'll be starting season two. We're going to start with a mock draft, a live mock draft of this 2021 class. And uh, Jake, anything? Uh, no, we're just excited to be getting back to you guys. All right. So with the first overall pick, I don't think that there's going to be any uh, any surprises. I'm going to have Trevor Lawrence going here. Do you agree with me? Yeah, yeah, no, Trevor, for sure. All right, and then let's move on to pick number two. It's the Jets, and there are reports coming out that they're still into Sam Darnold. They, they're kind of married with that. I don't – Yeah, I have – I would I would go um, – I would, I would go Jamar here. Jamar Chase. Yeah. So you think get Sam a weapon finally? You think yeah. Sal is the guy to to unleash uh, unleash what Sam Darnold has? Yeah. Yeah. See here here's the interesting thing for me, and I think we're gonna get onto this a little bit later. But a lot of people have Zach Wilson mocked here, and for me, Zach Wilson is not my number two quarterback. He's actually my number four quarterback. Uh, which I know is going to surprise a lot of people, but I think Justin Fields and Trey Lance are better players. Coming right out, Zach Wilson is a better player than Trey Lance. I just think the that we've forgotten because he didn't play last year, except for like one showcase game. How great, uh, how great a player Trey Lance could be. Are you not and worried I, about his competition at all? I, see, I'm not because we've seen North Dakota State, and uh, obviously Carson Wentz didn't have the year he wanted last year, but. We've seen players come out like Carson Wentz of that same program and immediately have seasons, you know, one, two years down the line. They're MVP type levels. Um, and I think if you pair him with a good quarterback and maybe uh, maybe I'm hedging too far in the future, but with a good coach and maybe a closer veteran type quarterback, if you know what I'm hinting at. Yeah, uh, I think I think he could really flourish. And that's the one team that I really want to see him go to. Um but here, you know, I'm not married to Zach Wilson at this position like a lot of people are. I love Justin Fields here. I think Jamar Chase is my number one wide receiver, but maybe the Jets look to trade down here. And if so, who do you think could move up? I if they were to if they were to trade, is that what you're saying? Yeah. I I would the only team I could see moving up to a two spot would be Atlanta. Atlanta to jump in but why would they jump in front of the Dolphins is my thing I could see because I feel like because yeah but I think if if you're Atlanta I think you're jumping up you're jumping up in case you think the Jets are going to take your QB yeah I mean I could the two positions that I could see here are the Panthers jump up to take this Jets pick. up all the way up there. I think the Panthers and the Broncos are the two teams in the top 10 that we could really see move up. And then after that, it's the Patriots and the Washington football team. I think those are the four teams that you're looking at to trade up for a quarterback. But if we're not going quarterback here and we're not trading out, um, I would go Jamar and I'd probably go Penny Sewell just because I think you if you, Penn? if yeah, if you lock in your tackles, Granted, who did they did sign? They take, this, who did, did they, they sign? Andrew this Thomas last year. No, that's you're thinking of the Giants who took oh. Andrew Thomas. They took <laughs> Makai Becton last year. Yeah, yeah. But I think if yeah. you lock if you lock down those two tackles, who is this receiving core right now for the New York Jets? Jamison Crowder, Mims, Denzel Mims, and yeah. then and then Perriman. You're right. And then there's that white dude, that white slot guy. What's his yeah, name? um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Braxton Berrios. Is yeah. that what yeah. Yeah. um they need a wide receiver, especially they can't expect Darnold to succeed with just that. Yeah, but also I guess they do believe in Chuma Udoga. Who do they have on the interior there? I'm trying to uh, look. I, I think that you're right. They need a wide receiver, but I think it's just too high for a wide receiver with how many great guys are in this class. So you, if you think the Falcons move up, could you work with me on a trade for the Panthers to move up and take their guy, which could be a Justin what Fields is, here? How, the Panthers to move up from eight to two. How much do you have to give up for that, though? 
I think it's probably a future first and a third. Let's see if we if we went into the trade. And by the way, we're using uh, the Draft Network's mock draft machine right now. If we were to trade the Jets and then the Panthers, Jets give up number one. Then Panthers would give up number eight. Next year they give up their first, and then maybe a third next year. Yeah. I think that gets the deal done. Maybe the Jets send back a fifth. Mm, maybe a s- it would have to be it would definitely have to be a day two, but I don't know if it would be fifth or sixth. I think this deal gets it done. Um Jets yeah. move back. They're still going to have wide receivers on the board. And then the Panthers move up and take a quarterback, which we can discuss. You think we send this offer? Yeah, I would. All right. So just for you guys, it's the second overall pick, 186, both going to the Panthers. And then the Panthers are sending number eight this year, a 2022 first rounder and a 2022 third rounder. All right. Which now means that the Panthers are on the board. Number one need is QB. Matt Rule has said that they need a dynamic quarterback. This Teddy Bridgewater contract, I believe they can get out of next year and free up a lot of cap space. So here, I think the pick's probably either Justin Uh, Fields. Justin. Justin Fields. All right. And here's just something on Justin Fields. You know, he played great against Clemson played okay in the national championship game and and for some reason we're just letting zach wilson rise for no reason in my mind like i understand we're going back and evaluating tape at this point there's no reason to let justin fields drop like he's a worse quarterback that's just how i see it um so justin fields is still going to be my number two i think he'll be my number two on draft day um so i think we go justin fields here yeah and then third overall, the Dolphins. And yet again, I think you have a situation where the Dolphins are calling and it's the Broncos and then maybe even the Falcons are trying to move up one spot. Why would the why would the Falcons need to move up though? The Falcons, I think to get ahead would... to if, if the Falcons believe that another team is trying to trade up and they can offer something better to secure their quarterback. Who... And so I don't know, though. I feel like the Falcons can wait a year. I really do. Okay. I, right. feel like, I feel like Matt Ryan's got at least one more good year in him. And I feel like if you if you get a guy at number four like Pitts and you've got Pitts and Ridley for the future, I feel like that can rival and compare to like a Hill and Kelsey type situation. Yeah, I mean, Calvin Ridley is very good. You're having then a situation. They have like first rounders on every single offensive position. The issue is that secondary is very rough. I think you have to start looking at safeties in that second round. Uh, And because you just lost Keanu Neal. I feel like when the Falcons going into the future, I feel like they're going to need as much draft picks as possible. And if they can, even with the number four spot, secure a guy like Pitts yeah. and give Matt Ryan one more, get one more good year out of Matt Ryan. And then you've got all these picks that you still have for the future versus if you would have traded them away to move up one spot. All right. So for here, um, honestly, with the Dolphins, I immediately think Penny's Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase. Dude, they don't need an offensive tackle. They need a wide receiver. Okay, so hear me out. I believe they do need an offensive tackle, and I believe that if we're judging on what they will do, they're either going to trade down, try and trade down, or they're going to draft Penny Sewell. And here's why I believe they draft Penny Sewell. They tried this Isaiah Wilson experiment, which hope Isaiah Wilson figures all his stuff out. Um first rounder who played like six snaps and then got cut from one team and cut from another within a week of getting picked up. I think that this is a team that could really use a tackle. The issue is if we're going tackle here, that means later on, I believe it's like pick 21 or something. They won't be able 
the, they won't be able to select a wide receiver probably at the caliber that these guys would be, but they would be able to get a tackle that would be pretty similar to a Penny Sewell because of the depth in that class. Not saying that the wide receiver class isn't deep, but I do think we have these, you know, three wide receivers here yet again. So I could see Jamar Chase going here. And if you want to lock it in, yeah, I'm I, would, I would go Jamar. I would, if you're not going to go Jamar, you got to go Devonta or Pitts, but they don't need a tight end really. Yeah. Mike Gusecki's there. I, I say Jamar, yeah. we go with that leaves us with four, the Falcons, which yet again, you know, all the needs are on defense. Um, I feel like they go Pitts here though, regardless. Yeah. They, they traded for Hayden Hurst and I guess Lee Smith, which was, by the way, Brandon Bean is incredible for getting, even if it was a seventh round pick out of Lee Smith, a player who should probably retire. Um, but I can I can definitely see Kyle Pitts here. And, and I think the thing that the listeners have to understand about Pitts is that he is not a tight end per se. He's yeah. a weapon, right? Uh, I know that it, uh, one of the buzz phrases this year is versatile weapon because a lot that's what a lot of these players are. But Kyle Pitts, that that's truly what he is. Uh, he's an inside-out receiver who can also play tight end. I think he does need to improve his blocking, uh, probably his deep route running as well. But I think he's definitely a player that, that the Falcons could take here. And no, a tight end is not too early at pick number four, uh, in my opinion. And I, I think yours too, right? Yeah, I feel like if you're going to go a tight end, especially this early, I feel like Pitts is – one of the exceptions just because he's so versatile. Definitely, definitely. So we'll go Pitts here. That leaves us with pick number five, which honestly I don't think could go any better for this Bengals team who needs a tackle desperately. Penny Sewell, I think, goes here. Yeah. Lock it in, Bengals fans. You should be incredibly happy if that happens. So pick number six, uh, we have the Eagles. And the Eagles are a very interesting team. Obviously, they trade Carson Wentz this offseason. They look uh, look towards Jalen Hurts to be their guy going forward. But is that necessarily the guy for this team? Uh, or is he just a, a gadget gimmick type player like Taysom Hill, who just got paid $140 million in voidable years, basically consuming most of it? Uh, and... Jake, that's where I leave you. Do they go quarterback here? Uh, what do you think we see with these teams uh, at pick number six, seven, uh, and now eight as well, I guess, with the Jets picking there who don't necessarily need a quarterback, but there's still yeah. two of the top guys on the board in this situation. Uh, and a lot of the top, top, you know, uh, non-quarterback talent is off the board. Well, I find that where, they, where the Eagles are is in a really interesting position because – They've obviously expressed or they've shown that they, they I mean, they traded Carson Wentz, you know, or, and Hertz is their guy, but I can, I have a really hard time with how the Eagles have screwed up wide, these wide, their wide receiver picks the last two years that I find it really hard for them not to say we, this might be the first year where we have two guys who are still on the board in Waddle and Smith that are essentially absolute starters in their first year. And I would find it really difficult for them not to say, why don't we take one of these guys? When we took a quarterback last year in the second round, we traded away what we thought was our starting quarterback. I, I find it really hard for them to waste this pick with a quarterback, in my opinion. Yep, if Pitts is on the board here, that's the pick. But for me, it's my yeah. second overall wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, who has to be the pick here. I don't know if you have Smith ahead of him. All like Smith has a ton of talent, uh, a quick, shifty guy. But I feel like Waddle just has the ability to do a lot more and expand his catch radius uh, rather than Devonta Smith. And that's where I really like Waddle in this position. Uh, what do you think? I just worry about Waddle with injuries. That's the only thing. Yeah, I, I think for a team in such an odd position as the Eagles are, you could either take the sure thing or you could go with the you know Jalen Waddle type of. I get I, you know, it's weird to call him this, but 
kind of a unpredictable player, uh, a boomer bust player, just because of those injuries. But if you, if you really look at his career, I I think that Jalen Waddle is the better receiver and you have to go with talent and hope that your training staff can really fix some of these injuries. Uh, You know, you have Jalen Rager, who's that deep threat speed guy. And I think that Waddle compliments well to that. Um, so I also, feel like, I also feel like if you're the Eagles, you can't really go wrong here. Yeah. But in all reality, you have Waddle or Devonta Smith. It's, it's not a bad choice either way. Yep. I, th- I think we go Waddle. Will you agree there? Yeah. Yeah. We can go Waddle. All right. We'll go Waddle there. Now that leads the Lions on the clock at pick number seven. I would see them trading this pick. I really do. So I who's coming like, up? Is it in the? Dis- I would. I think the 49ers move up. I really do. I think they are in desperate need of a quarterback. They didn't get Stafford, which I thought they were going to. They're obviously, unfortunately, not going to get Deshaun Watson anymore with the allegations against him. Yeah. And I feel like there's not a whole lot left. I mean, I doubt they trade for Bridgewater. Um, yeah, I think here. For me, oh, there are th- oh, the Broncos. The Broncos are the only yeah. other team I can see. The well, Broncos. the Broncos, I think, are sitting pretty at this pick, yeah. right? Because in loss, the Jets traded down, which basically means they're not set on any of these quarterbacks. And even if a team moves up here, they still have the option of either taking Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Trey Lance, of which I think perfectly fits into this tall quarterback mold that we see John Elway. And I know we joke yeah. about it all the time, but... That's really what he likes. You know, he, he, he got promoted, but also fired. It was a very weird situation over there, but he loves his tall quarterbacks. I think Trey Lance, that's almost a a lock and load situation. And the Broncos are celebrating right now by agreeing. I think there are multiple teams here that could trade up, including the 49ers, the Patriots and the Washington football team. I don't know if I see – I see the Patriots. Who would the Patriots trade with, though? The Cowboys? No, I think the Patriots could move up here to pick number seven. I, uh, I think what we have to remember is two years ago, I think 2019, whatever the national draft was, the Devin Bush draft, you know, yeah. the Broncos traded from 10 down to 20. Granted, this is seven, and while it may sound similar, it's, it's not. A, a top seven pick is a lot different from the 10th overall pick just because of where talent lays. Um, I do think that there are teams increasingly looking to, in these deeper classes, trade down um, more spots than, than, than they may have been comfortable with in past years. A quick note here on the value of next year's draft picks. This is editing Quinn, by the way. Ian Rappaport just went on the Pat McAfee Show podcast a couple of days ago. It actually noted that next year's teams are prioritizing those picks even more because of the hopeful progression of COVID and how they'll be able to get more hands-on time with the players and understand the players better. But you you decide if you think the 49ers really don't like Jimmy G, they get their quarterback here, they trade up with the Lions, I could see that happening. Yeah, I would say... Yeah, I would say 49ers trade. If the 49 yeah, I would say 49ers move up to seven. All right. So we'll go 49ers moving up to seven with the Lions. And what do you think they have to give up here? Obviously, we're gonna have yeah. the seventh overall pick and the twelfth overall pick. I think they probably have to throw in an extra two this year and maybe a two next year to get the deal done. And they say, get back a fifth. Yeah, I would say two, two this year, two next year, and then the Lions give up either their fifth this year or fifth next year. Yeah. Doesn't look like the draft network is a fan of that deal. Um, I could definitely see a fifth going to them and then maybe they get a third next year. So first, a second and a third next year for a first and a fifth here. Let's send the offer, see if they accept. Yep. And they accepted the offer. So the deal is the seventh overall pick, 153, going to the 49ers for 12, 43, and a third rounder next year. 
So 49ers trade up here. I think the pick probably for this West Coast style offense of kind of Shanahan is Zach Wilson. Do you agree with yeah, me? I would agree. Yep. Even though I've Trey Lance is a better quarterback, the fit here, what we've heard out of the 49ers, Zach Wilson's probably going to be the pick there. And now you have the Jets who traded down from number two all the way down to number eight. We thought, hey, let's look at some wide receivers. They still have a guy in Devonta Smith who is not a bad receiver by any means. Is a lot of people have as the number one wide receiver over our guy, Jamar Chase. I think that's a locked and loaded pick here. With Devonta? Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. All right. Now pick number nine. Um, Trey Lance. Trey, Trey Lance <laughs> or Sir, Sir Patrick Sertain. I really don't think they go any other way. Yeah, I mean, they didn't they cut Chris Harris? Yeah. yeah. So they cut Chris Harris last year. He went to the Chargers. You know, uh, I think they re-signed Kareem Jackson. Um, I, yeah, I, as much as I hate to say it, because I, I don't think any quarterback, as long as John Wellway there can – is there can really flourish in the system i really hope trey lance can can grow into the guy that i think he can be we'll go with him here because i think that's what happens but i i'm not happy about it uh, as i you referenced you don't like the they, you don't like them taking lance no m- mostly because i'm just so married with the idea that trey lance should go to the washington football team they should trade up um i think ryan fitzpatrick mentoring for the one year uh, up there is maybe the perfect situation for Trey Lance. Um, You don't like Heineke? I'm not a believer in Heineke. (laughs) He played one game. He played one game. And, hey, if we're we're talking about sports cards, I just submitted two Prism uh, rookie Heineke's to PSA. So, uh, trust me, I hope he's their guy, but I also believe that Trey Lance should be their guy for for the football team. I see the football team taking a a tackle. I think – I think Slater falls. Slater falls. We'll, we'll see about that as we get farther in, but I do I do think Trey Lance goes here. So then at pick number 10, we have the Dallas Cowboys. Certain without a doubt in my mind. If they hey, don't take I I like Sertain. Caleb Farley. I like Caleb Farley. Over Certain. Yes, just because he sat out this past year, we shouldn't devalue him for that. I really like Caleb Farley, but I understand that a lot of people like Sertain, uh, Sertan out of Alabama. So we can, we can go there for you. Editing Quinn here yet again. We record this podcast uh, a couple days ago, which means that some of these picks will be a bit outdated, uh, as well as some of this advice that we're giving or these facts that we're giving. Of course, with it being on the heart of free agency right now, a lot of trades are happening. A lot of moves are happening. Uh, that's why you will hear me probably a little bit more in this episode when we, than you will hear in the future. Uh, on the note of the draft, though, Caleb Farley, actually, almost immediately after we record this podcast, it, it was released that he has a back injury that will hold him out of both the combine, uh, if there were to be one, but actually his pro day. Uh, this will mean that teams won't get a lot of tape on Caleb Farley, who didn't play last year due to his pairing of injury and also... Uh, COVID. With this, I don't think Caleb Farley will be a top 20 pick, probably. It's going to be very hard for any team to take such a giant risk in a year where you don't want to take a risk if you don't have to. Um, Teams really want to hone in on the players that they know about, that they got in, that they were able to talk to, get on the phone multiple times. And that's where I think Caleb Farley will drop in value. We have him going a little bit earlier here, as you'll see come up. But don't be alarmed if Caleb uh, Farley starts to fall in this draft. That leaves us at number 11, with the Giants, uh, who just obviously picked up Kenny Galladay. I honestly can see them taking Parsons here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, so we I think we both did a mock draft before uh, before. Just to kind of get comfortable with this, I had the Giants taking Micah Parsons. You know, this is an inside-outside guy who can be their edge, who can be their new Alec Ogletree, who, despite all, like, the guy, maybe the luckiest interception getter in the NFL, 
maybe in the history of the NFL, <laughs> can be can be that guy in the middle. I am still a strong believer in O'Shane Zimenez. I know they like uh, Lorenzo Carter. Don't they have but, Blake Martinez too? Yeah, they do. He's that guy's a tackle machine. Um, is he really that good and worth the contract? I don't think so. But I think Micah Parsons definitely. He's he's that guy who will hopefully make everyone better. Yeah, uh, on that linebacker routine. He, he held that Penn that State defense together for sure. Yep. Uh, let's hope those allegations are not true. Let's hope all that gets cleared up. He's a good kid, uh, and and for the Giants' sake, uh, and honestly for for everyone, let's hope that gets cleared up. Michael Parsons to the Giants. That leaves us with pick number twelve, the Lions, who traded down. They're in a similar position right now. I think Caleb Farley's a really good pick here for them. I know they took uh, uh, the Ohio State guy. I'm blanking on his name right now. Jeff Akuda last yeah. year. Uh, you know, we have the motivator uh, in there, MCDC, uh, Dan Campbell, as the coach. The, you know, they, have also, they also have needs uh, at tackle. Taylor Decker's there. What are you going to have on the other side? Frank Ragnall's on that line. Um, what do you think they go here with Jake? This is really hard because they did just lose Galladay and Goff. In my opinion, I know a lot of people disagree with this, but I think Goff, if not, he might be the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I think and, a lot of people agree with you, Jake. <laughs> like the weapons he had at LA with Cup and Woods is ridiculous that they didn't go farther i'm very excited for matt stafford there though very yeah, I, excited i would yeah no i i would i was talking to my dad about this before the the season and i was like if i am not betting on tampa bay or kansas city to win the super bowl it would be la because of stafford yeah um and i you know i think that the vikings have an outside shot if we're looking at, I think their odds are plus 450 really? right now. Really? I think that team, Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk, I think he can maybe make anything happen. Justin Jefferson, another year, he could be a standout wide receiver. They still have Adam Thielen, Irv Smith's coming back. That old line has another year together. That defense, if they add a corner, who hopefully they will, we have them coming up at pick 14 here. I think that's an outside chance team. Um, if you're just looking to throw down, you know, like 10 bucks on it. Uh, with this Lions pick I I see oh my gosh what wide receivers are left on the are there any wide receivers left on the board yeah uh, you're gonna have guys like Rashad Bateman still on the board Terrence Marshall Kadarius Tony. those are really the only three that I still think maybe Rondale Moore sneaks in but with Elijah, how deep, I, I like with Elijah him. Moore a lot too you, I'm not, uh, you know, Elijah Moore is one player that I haven't done film study yet on. Um, tell me a little bit about him. He's just so quick and his routes are so crisp. I'm trying to think of a comp to him. Um, I, let's see. I'm just trying to think of a quick route runner. Yeah. Um, he's all, he, okay. He's all, okay. Here, he, this might get a little bit heat, but he's just essentially a lot faster Cole Beasley, that's what he is. Dude, Cole Beasley is pretty damn quick. No, yeah, no, I know. That's what I mean. Like, Cole Beasley's quick, but he's not necessarily super fast. But Elijah Moore is both. I like, yeah, I could, uh, hey, I, and like I said, I haven't done film study on him yet. But hey, if you say that, probably, probably not at this pick, you're probably not taking a Cole Beasley esque yeah. player at no, number 12. Yeah, no, I, I um, I think if anything, you're taking Rashad Bateman here, but you know. I think you, you you look at this and they traded down and this is a situation where the board came back to haunt you. You're probably hoping that Parsons fell or Sertan yeah. fell. Caleb Farley is a guy that I really like here. Um, if you want to go it, edge, which I'm trying to think. Is Okuda their guy though? I didn't think he was all that. Uh, Okuda, Okuda was bad last year. Yeah, he was not very good at I all. I don't think they brought back Desmond Trufant. I think we go Caleb Farley here. Yeah, I would agree. I would go Farley. And then here at this be, pick, gotta be Slater. Oh, for, for the Chargers? Oh, no, for the Lions. For the Lions, I meant. Yeah, I think the Lions have to be something on yeah. defense. For the Chargers here, I think it has to be O-line. Uh, 
and I think it's Rashawn Slater. I think Rashawn Slater in a lot of senses is better, and don't be surprised if, again, maybe an outside bet here, but put some money on Rashawn Slater to be the first tackle off the board. And I I think that's a very good position to be in. Um, You know, Penny Sewell's an incredible athlete, but maybe the better player coming out right now could be Rashawn Slater. Not that stereotypical size that you probably want to see, especially in that arm length, but I think the NFL is really getting away from arm length being a defining factor in how a tackle performs, looking more at production. And that's why I think Rashawn Slater is a very good pick here. Get your guy, Justin Herbert, some protection. He already has Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Hopefully you go out and pick up another tight end. Um, Maybe in that second round, you can look at, a couple of guys, maybe in the third round, you can look at a couple guys, Pat Frymuth, uh, Brevin Jordan, both of those guys are very good. Uh, I, I would comp those to maybe, you know, a Dawson Knox, uh, a Brevin Jordan could be. Um, <laughs> there's that Bill's bias. There's that Bill's bias. <laughs> <laughs> we love joking about it here, but yeah, I, I think I think uh, the, the pick's pretty Pretty okay. solid here. here. Here is where I disagree with you with Slater to the to the Chargers. Melvin Ingram, you're most likely going to lose him to free agency. Okay. So whether he goes to the Chiefs or somewhere else, I think you lose him to I, free agency. I think I know where you're going with this pick. Okay. And so I think Joey Bosa is so good because he had that pairing on the other side. And so right here, this is gonna, sh- this might be a little bit of a shocker, but I think you go Aziz, Aziz Ojolari, and I think that he is so good. If you go back and watch his film, he is just. It was bullying people at that pro day. He is an animal. Ah, it's too very. This Chargers team could suck next year, and I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I um, don't think they suck, dude. With with Herbert. Oh, yeah, this this team has a lot of holes on both lines and then the secondary. I mean, like, the thing is, though, with they're, his, they're very, they, he's just, especially if Drew Tranquil, uh, his injury, he doesn't come back fully. Uh, I think you go Rashawn Slater here. Do you oh, think Aziz? So Aziz is so good. He had eight and a half sacks in the SEC. That is so hard to do. Yeah. Um, 6'3", 240, just bulldozing off of that edge. I really like Rashawn Slater. We're having a lot of tackles fall here, which I think if you're if you're the Raiders here, you're having a field day here. This is must have been think, what Mike Mayock. Okay, we'll get into that later, but I think the Raiders take a running back. But anyway. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you think? Okay, we'll get into okay, that. We'll, we'll get into that later. Okay, but... I'll go. We'll go with these here, just because okay. I agree with you. They're probably gonna lose Melvin Ingram. He is a dominant player. Doesn't seem like you're giving in. I love Rashawn Slater. No, what? I lo- I love him too. I love just watching like some of his weight room videos. That man is an animal. Yep. Uh. Yeah. I mean, Vikings. That's another Rashawn Slater team that you're yeah, looking at. I agree. Um, it's it's going to be hard for Slater to fall, but I, I would think, I think if, he, if he falls, if I agree that the Chargers probably will take him, even though I don't want them to, I want them to take Aziz, even though I'm a Chiefs fan, and that would be very bad for us. <laughs> I really hope – Lucas Dieg trying to block Aziz Jolari. That's but gonna be rough. I think, I think if Aziz falls to the Vikings, I think they pick him up immediately. I feel like that's an instant call in. He's just a great player all around. He's so strong. He's super quick. Sneaky, sneaky fit for this Vikings team. Um, if they if maybe they trade back up or they trade down for some reason. I love Trayvon Morig um at a TCU. I think that's a guy who's getting slept on. Um I think actually after his pro day, I don't even know if you could say he's being slept mm-hmm. on, but I think yeah. he's a very good player. I think very he fits good. in amazing next to Harrison Smith, kind of an in-the-box guy. They have Anthony Harris, though. Anthony Harris was amazing two years ago. He had a rough year last year, uh, in my yeah. opinion. I also think Morig can really play in that three-high safety system, which they may go to, um, or you can just put 
Harrison Smith more in the box and, and run a too high set. Um, here, though, I, I do think Rashawn Slater, you figure out some guys moving around on the auto offensive line, but you take the best guy available, try and get your best five out there. Rashawn Slater to the Vikings there. Pick number 15. This fell perfectly. I think it's Mac Jones here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give him sucks sucks for the rest of the NFL. Give him a year behind Cam Newton. Jared Stidham, bye-bye. All right. And that leads us to 16 with the Cardinals, a team who the owner said there's going to be a seismic shift in the NFL <laughs> this next season. Is he right? I think here the pick has to be J.C. Horn or you go with an offensive tackle again, just trying to get your best five out. Tevin Jenkins is a guy that I really like, is more of a powerful guy. If you're looking a Christian Darisol, I really like him fitting of the Dolphins. Um, but, you know, you tell me what you're thinking here. Okay, logistically and logically, I think it's an offensive tackle. But just in my wildest dreams, because I'm an offensive guy, if they took Najee or Travis here, I would be so scared. That, that is would be so scary. They did lose Kenyon Drake to yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. God, now you're making me think about it. Wouldn't that offense just be absurd with Kyler? Uh, no, well, Najee, Najee has to be the pick if you're going here. Yeah, Najee. Let's do it. Let's do it. I, you, you got me into it thinking about <laughs> it. We'll go Najee Harris. <laughs> That offense would just be so scary. Raiders here. It's Christian Darisol. If you were looking for more of a guard type player, it's, you know, it's Tevin Jenkins. Christian Darisol is the pick here. Yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like I don't think Kenyon Drake is all that good. So I would want them to take a running back, but I agree that John Gruden is smart enough to take an offensive tackle. Yeah. I mean, geez, is John Gruden smart? That 10 year deal, Mike Mayock, bad, looking a little bit rough there. Um, once again, for the Dolphins uh, earlier hey, on, we had them taking Jamar Chase. What do you think they go with here? Oh, goodness. You have to go. I feel like you have to go. Maybe maybe Travis. No. <laughs> no. Who? No. Who's there? I mean, Gaskin's pretty good. Miles Gaskin had a very good year last year. Yeah. Quietly had a very good year. There are guys down the board like Kenneth Gaywell. Gainwell, who I really like. Chuba Hubbard, who was a top, top guy last year. Didn't declare. Came back a year. You know, those are two guys that I really like. I think Gaskin's good enough. Again, you know, this is even a team now that I think you look at Edge and say, K, would he pay? Or, in my opinion, Gregory so still very good. You lost Kyle Van Noy. Do you put one of these guys in? Oh, you know, I feel like they how, didn't they didn't weren't they like bottom half in sacks last year? Yeah, I, I yeah, think so. I like, I I like Jalen. I like Jalen Phillips a lot, just because I feel like he's what the NFL ends are turning into—just super tall and super long. Yeah, but you know. 65258 for Jalen Phillips. Gregory Sos 65260. Yeah. There you couldn't I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think K Woody Pay fits for them. Yeah, at, two, at just, 277, he's not their I guy. Just, he fits yeah. more in, in probably a 4-3 scheme. Yeah, I would I would go Phillips or Rousseau. <laughs> I really like Rousseau. Would you Did go you, with I, me? Yeah, I would I would agree with you with either pick. All right. We'll go Rousseau here. And now that leaves us with the Washington football team, I think the pick here is yet again another tackle. Probably you're looking at you Tevin Jenkins. Would you say? Yeah, uh, yeah. Washington will go with an offensive tackle. Yep, uh, and I think it's Tevin Jenkins here. Yeah. Get your guy, yeah. uh, you know, you've been trying to replace um, Trent Williams for the past couple of years. You get your guy there. The Bears. Oh, Lord, the Bears. Um. God, uh, I tell there you, there aren't really any QBs left. No, no, there aren't. Um, if if anyone's wanting to listen to something, uh, Rich Eisen had a very good. I think it's like a seven or eight minute piece that he posted on Twitter um, about like, you know, just kind of how 
the Bears messed up, right? You draft yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Everyone's like, uh, uh, he kind of in a higher pitch voice. He could be the guy, you know, oh, he's looking pretty good. But like at the same time, you're seeing how these other quarterbacks performed. And yet you kept around Matt Nagy. You kept around Pace. They, they're trying to find this other guy. They're trying to, you know, they're telling everyone we're, we're all in on Deshaun Watson. Or we're all in on Russell Wilson just to try yeah. and gain anything to keep their jobs. And, you know, they, they left him around one cycle too many. Um, I think this is a team that probably doesn't take a quarterback. They rely on uh, Andy Dalton. Um, and, You're relying on Andy Dalton? Dude, this team, this team is not going to make the playoffs this year, dude. Yeah. I think, I think they know that. Um, I think they probably try and tank. Maybe take an offensive lineman here again. We're seeing kind of a run on offensive linemen with Rashawn Slater, Christian Darisol, Tevin Jenkins. That's where this class is really going to flourish in these late teens to early twenties picks, in my opinion, at the offensive line positions. If you're looking more to the interior. I think you look at a guy like Elijah Vera Tuck, who I really like. Um, but I think if you're looking at tackle, the pick here's probably Cosme. Um, do you do you think they do you think they like David Montgomery that much? I do. I do. And I don't think they're taking a running back uh, this early. I think 20 is still too early for another running back. You know, Najee, I mean, Najee's very good. He you got me scared there with uh, pick 16. They probably don't go Najee. They probably go offensive line. That was just a fun pick. Yeah, yeah. I think. <sighs> I think, okay. I think, okay. You also could go uh, Trayvon Morig. Because Eddie, if you put, if you pair him and Eddie Jackson together, I feel like that's pretty deadly for. Any, yeah. Uh, in terms of passing defenses, because they're you're both so make good it, in coverage. And you're going to make up for some of the faults. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you also could go and then you start, Morgan. And then you start building around that that secondary, really. Because yeah, you have you Eddie Jackson, you have Morig, and then you also have their third-round pick last year, who I'm forgetting the name of the cornerback. Who's... Once again, Eddie and Quinn coming in here. Um, the corner I'm thinking about is Jalen Johnson. Don't know how that name slipped my mind. Kind of upset about it, but let's get right back to it. Very good. Yeah. You also could go J.C. Horn because they did just drop Fuller. You're right. I feel like I feel like they, I think Morg's more versatile. Yeah, I feel like they should go secondary just to like completely lock up that defense because I feel like. This draft, in terms of offensive linemen, is so incredibly deep. Like, you know what? I'm gonna go. Let's go, J.C. Horn here, just okay. because I really like Morig for the Colts. That's um, fine. I really like Morig for the Colts, so we'll go J.C. Horn here, and then Morig. I think, yeah, yeah, probably here for the Colts. They did. They do probably need a tackle. Um, you know, lost Anthony Costanzo, but I think Moore is just too good to pass up in this position. Now we look to the Titans, who could probably use a cornerback here, could probably use a, a, a linebacker as well. They did re-sign Jayon Brown. Um, but Owusu, in this... Owusu is scary good, too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. Um, you know, they, they re-signed Jayon Brown. Harold Landry's coming off the edge for that team. I think, I think, yeah, out of Notre Dame, we take that linebacker, Jeremiah yeah. Rosu. Uh, Kamaro, Kamaro, uh, yeah, that. Uh, JOK, uh, yeah, that's who we're going to call him. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, we're, we're looking to do maybe a My Guys episode in the future where we take some of our top players from our scouting. I think JOK may be on the list for, for one of us. Yeah. You know, he's such a deadly threat at that uh, middle linebacker position. I think you could compare him maybe to a maybe to a Roquan Smith. Obviously not that good coming out. Um, Roquan Smith was a freaky middle linebacker prospect. Yeah. Same with Devin White. But yeah, I, I think I think that's the pick here. Jets, again, you know, you're looking at this. They didn't take a quarterback. Now you're kind of, okay. Greg, Greg Newsom might be scarier here. 
I really like Jalen Phillips here because I think really? the Giants or the Jets have always needed a stud edge rusher. I don't think K. Woody Pay really fits this 3-4 scheme again. I think we go Jalen Phillips. All right. I can agree with that. All right. So another thing happened after we recorded this podcast that Jake and I both wanted to touch on. We still agree that Jalen Phillips is the right pick here, but we did want to touch on the fact that Carl Lawson signed uh, to this Jets team as well. I think that both Jalen Phillips and Carl Lawson can work well together. This is a Jets team that really doesn't have any edge rushers unless you're a believer in Frankie Louvu, um, which I don't think a lot of people are. So really, uh, I think that's the best situation ever. They went out there, they spent their money, they got a star edge rusher. It frees you up so you don't necessarily need an edge rusher, but I think the pairing uh, of the two together still works well for the team. And Jake does too. We'll go there. That leaves us with the Steelers at 24. Who also uh, this pick? This pick. If this is if if this does Travis does fall to them, I would not be surprised if they took Travis. I do not think James Conner is their guy. Well, James Conner may not be, but that um, Anthony McFarlane could be. He had a couple breakout runs. Benny Snell was pretty damn good last year. Um, you know, this is a team. This is probably the first team that I think could work. With K, would he pay in his yeah, range? Yeah, that's true. Him and um, TJ. Yeah. Um, Samuel Cosme could work here too. Yeah. At Texas, another big power guy. Like we said, that late teens, early 20s are where those tackles go. We still have Elijah Vera Tucker on the board. Um, I think he fits just perfectly again with the Jaguars at the next pick. So I kind of want to save him just one more pick. Um, but here, I think we either go Greg Newsom or, or Samuel Cosme. Yeah, I would, I think I don't think he can go wrong. Which one? Oh, who are their? Don't they have? Who are their corners again? Mike Hilton and then um, ex Kansas City guy. Um, Steven Nelson. I thought yeah. they dropped him. They just Greg Newsom. No, I think I no. I thought I thought the Steelers just dropped Nelson and um, Hayden. I know. I think they dropped Hayden. Let's see. All right. So here I'm stepping in to save you guys from the pain of listening to Jake and I ramble on for three minutes, trying to figure out what the situation is with the Steelers secondary. I thought Joe Hayden was cut. He heard a rumor about Steven Nelson. Lo and behold, we end up talking about all this just to come to the fact that the Steelers are weak at cornerback position. Um, actually, later on in the day, Steven Nelson was given the right uh, to to terminate his contract, and he posted a tweet, and then everyone's all up in arms. You guys can check that out if you want. It's a wild situation. But the fact of the matter here is that Greg Newsom was the cornerback we were thinking of. We were trying to figure out who the Steelers have in the secondary. If you're wondering, it's basically just Joe Hayden right now. Um, and then maybe another player. Let's get back to it. I think, yeah, I, I think the pick's Greg Newsom. Okay. Yeah. All right. 25. I think this is Elijah Vera Tucker. I get it. I love yeah. Elijah Vera Tucker. I'll agree with you on that one. Now we have the Browns at 26. What do you think they go with here, Jake? Okay, I think it'll be really interesting what they do with OBJ, whether or not they keep him in general. Um, but this is hard. I think I think you have to go K. Woody Pay. I don't know. Yeah, I really like K. Woody Pay. Um, if you're going receiver, which I don't think you need because of all those weapons, especially you know, again. We talked about this early on with with um, Kyle Pitts, but they still have a guy uh, in David Njoku who they believe in. They yeah. have Austin Hooper there. They have enough weapons. I think K. Woody Pay makes sense for this yeah. team. Get another guy to try and pair well, with Miles Garrett, with uh, Larry Ogunjobi uh, on that defensive yeah. line. 27. <sighs> this Baltimore team could be rough next year, dude. I think he'll – Barmore. I think you go Christian Barmore here. Interior defense line. Yeah. He is a okay. Um if not so Barmore. So the well. thing with this interior defensive line class is it's not 
that good. So if you want no. one, you kind of got to take Christian here. But yeah. also, you don't want to be in a situation, in my opinion, where you're where – you're, um, who's the guy that the Chargers drafted out of Notre Dame? Jerry Tillery. That's the guy. Jerry Tillery, uh, you know, he did not have uh, the greatest couple of seasons here. Um, I, I think that you have to kind of look, if you're wanting to go into your defensive line here at this pick, I don't know if that's necessarily the number one need. I think the number one need for them is probably edge. But once again, you look at this board, and there's not really any strong, strong edge rushers here. A guy that I really like and I, I've kind of hitched my rag to, uh, wagon to uh, is uh, Roche out of Miami. I love him. Yeah. love his skills. Hopefully they pick him up, or I guess hopefully not because I'm not really that big of a Baltimore fan. Um. But, you know, this is a hard situation for a team that made the playoffs, was looking up, but, you know, lost Matt Judon, who I think is a key piece. You know, I think they probably go wide receiver here. And I don't think you can go wrong with either Terrence Marshall or Rashad Bainian. Personally, I have Terrence Marshall a little bit higher on my list. I really like him Uh, as kind of as an all-around do-it-all guy. Uh, Yeah, I would go Marshall as well. All right. Saints here at 28. I think you go – oh, goodness. I think you go – I think you go Stokes. Eric yeah. Stokes. Yep, I agree. I agree 100% there. Green Bay, this is the team that I think you you get – you take Christian. Um, if not Cosme, really, to play with Bakhtiari? Yeah. Cosme has fallen, dude. You're right. If you're going, okay. If you're going to take, God, I don't know here, man. Either one, I don't think you can go wrong with. I just think back to two years ago where they just couldn't stop the run for anything, man. And yeah. and you don't have anyone next to Kenny Clark, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. I'll, we can go Barmer. I'd go Barmer. All right. All right, here I'll let I'll let you I'll let you All talk. Right. All right. Do not take Nick Bolton. That's the one thing. You so Brandon Bean this past year has done a lot for this team. No one thought he could re-sign Matt Milano. Everyone was like, "No, no, we're not re-signing Matt Milano." Who are we looking at? We're looking at Nick Bolton. First off, Nick Bolton was never really a Matt Milano replacement. He's more of a hit it hard guy, not an edge to edge guy like Matt Milano is. If you were going to replace Matt Milano, you got to go Xavier Collins. That doesn't happen. Matt Milano's back. Amazing, cheap deal for a guy that did so much for this defense. We saw what he was like when he wasn't on the field. Then you re-signed John Feliciano. Okay, so now you're now Bills fans are, okay, we brought back the two core guys on this team. Now we're probably going to look for a weapon. In this case, I'm thinking Rashad Bateman, right? Rashad Bateman's got to be the guy. Oh, no, Emmanuel Sanders is brought in. Okay, so then probably you're not going to be able to re-sign Le'Veon Wallace. You're probably going to be looking for another tight end, maybe Zach Ertz. Never really a huge fan of the Zach Ertz situation because I don't think he's necessarily what you want. I think you want to build a young room. Guess who brings in? Jacob Hollister brings him back. Wyoming pairing with Josh Allen. Brandon Bean has done a phenomenal – Levi Wallace comes back on basically a minimum contract. I love that for the team. I think that a major, major thing that you need here – is probably cornerback. Once again, I don't think we have any stud cornerbacks on this team. Don't talk to me about taking Travis Etienne here. You have your two guys that fit with this kind of, we're going to, we need some pass protectors and both Zach Moss and Devin Singletary do a phenomenal job in pass protection. Both of them are able to hit, hit the hole hard, have this contact bounce. Once again, a buzzy phrase. So this pick, I really think it's kind of an insurance pick. And I think the pick that you need the most insurance at looking future is either CB2 or you need to look uh, look towards getting an edge rusher, both of which are not on the board at this position. So either A, I believe they trade out of this pick, look down the board, maybe get a Kadarius Tony. You either take Rashad Bateman here or Samuel Cosme. You take best player available at this position. I'm leaning towards Samuel Cosme. Um, but honestly, Jake, you tell me what you're thinking here. 
Okay, I think, I think, what, didn't Emmanuel Sanders sign a one-year deal? Emmanuel Sanders did sign a one-year deal, yeah. Yeah, okay. I still think you go with the wide receiver. And let me tell you why. I Let me tell you why. Because I think if you can, because what's, how much, how many more years is Diggs locked in for? Three? Three, yeah. If you get Diggs and after, because you're not going to resign Emmanuel Sanders. That This is a one-year deal for sure in my mind. Yeah. And then Cole Beasley is, I believe, also up after this year. If you get, if you can pair Diggs with a guy like Bateman. Oh, and then I you think- also have Gabe Davis because all right, it, it, everyone saw what Gabe Davis could do on the sidelines in the playoffs last year. I think you're, you're, you know, this is a future pick. You don't need to re-sign any of your guys. I like this pick of Rashad Bateman, if that's what you're leaning. Yeah. All right, let's go Rashad Bateman. Once again, this is a trade down spot for the Bills as they can find a partner to trade with. Or if there's not a guy like a Jalen Phillips still on the board or, or one of those edge rushers like Rousseau. Rashad Bateman's the pick there. Chiefs, take it over. Okay. If this happens, if if Cosme falls this far, <laughs> I, <laughs> I will just be possibly the happiest person on the planet if Cosme falls this far Samuel for everyone who doesn't know Cosme is a great offensive tackle out of Texas and it would surprise me if he falls all the way to 31 to the Chiefs it would surprise me he's he is athletic seven, as hell too so he's he'll be able six, to get seven, 300 pounds he is an incredible size he's super long he would fit perfectly when when all our other tackles are gone, and it's him and Niang, who the Chiefs are super high on. I, I was, hated Niang. If you guys remember, was, think, if you guys look back to our draft grades, Lucas Niang was one of my lower tier picks because I did not believe that there was a chance that he the, would ever play tackle in the NFL. Chiefs love him. I don't know. Samuel Cos- Samuel's Cosmos to pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here. Here are have they re-signed Fournette yet? No. Interesting. Okay. Barmore's gone. I know where you're looking. And I think we do there. Yeah. I think if they don't okay, if they sign re-sign Fournette before the draft, then I don't think Etienne's the pick. But if they don't, they have to go Etienne. Yep. Let's go it. All right. So we had a few trades here. Uh if we look back, we had two. Uh, once again, I do believe the Bills could probably trade out, which could make it a third if we're, we're looking at the situation. Um, first, first trade uh, was the second overall pick, 186, going to the Panthers. The Panthers took Justin Fields with that second overall pick. The Jets traded down to number eight, picked up a first rounder next year and a third rounder next year. They took Devonta Smith, which I think is a great, if you're all in on Sam Darnold, you know, give him one more year. And then our second trade was uh, the seventh overall pick in 153 going to the 49ers, the 49ers taking Zach Wilson and the lions kind of ending up in no man's land here for their guys uh, taking pick number 12, pick number 43, and then also a third rounder Uh, with pick number 12. They took Kayla Farley. Once again, not really a position that we Jake and I looked at and we're like, there's a definite guy here. but definitely if Jeff Okuda isn't, isn't that number one cornerback that we really all th- thought he could be uh, next year, well, a good pick. So what do you think – what are some of your favorite fits here? Favorite pick? Oh, goodness. Well, obviously the Chiefs pick because if, if that legitimately happens, then that would be a dream come, through, come true for Chiefs fans. I know no one gets excited when you draft offensive linemen. But if you had any clue of what was going on in that Super Bowl, then the Chiefs are in absolute desperate need of an offensive lineman. Definitely. Definitely. I think some of my favorite picks probably come with uh... – I also really like the Saints getting – because I think Stokes is so... – if, you, if you've been on social media, you've seen how he just ran a 4-2-4, which is did he, did one of he... the fastest times ever recorded. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think some of my favorite picks, Trayvon Morig. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys. Um, and then also, you kind of got me in on this Najee Harris pick. Not gonna lie, <laughs> uh, that excites yeah. me. Probably not that high, um, 
but you know, my favorite pick if everything pans out, it, it, it's Micah Parsons here or Penny Sewell. Um, I think both those picks, you, you can't really go wrong with them. Probably Penny Sewell's my favorite. Um, yeah. Anything that closes out here though, Jake? Um, I really hope you guys liked this, the, the comeback episode of season two. Um, and we look forward to making more of these guys and we want to be able to get a, uh, uh, our draft grades out once this happens. And we're really excited to produce some more episodes for you guys. Yep. We'll see y'all in the next one.